just going to go ahead and count us in because we're already live. <laughs> and I'm just, Come it's going to take me half an hour to get the band off <laughs> and cigar. <laughs> so I figured I might as well start now. So one thing I was reading about, about the bands from um, my father, it was actually the artwork and design of the band itself was from a cigar uh, pre-Cuban embargo. So I buy that. Because they make beautiful bands. Relatively affordable. Yeah. It stands out. And you are right. This takes some delicate. It's going to take an act of Congress to pull <laughs> it off. <laughs> I probably did a, 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 a no-no, but. Hey, it's your cigar. You can yeah. do whatever you want to do. Uh, this is true. i got to take the, the picture for the podcast itself. Medicinal purpose. Medicinal. Say it in Greek. Medicinal. Medicine. 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 So you see, no, you didn't ask me to say it because I sure would have butchered it. (laughs) 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 Somebody else did it. (laughs) At least I'm not the only one butchering names around here. I told you what I used to think growing up. I couldn't pronounce half of my father's stuff, bro. I struggled. Learn me be looking at me like, what'd you just say? <laughs> <laughs> I just had to pass it down to y'all. Like, somebody else will get some of this torture. <laughs> Damn. Oh, yeah. It's a flame and a half. Yeah. I, I, that lotus butane, I've noticed, either goes one way or the other. Lighter ain't working. Yeah. Sir, where did you buy your butane? Buddy, I got it off Amazon. Well, it was all clogged up. It is clogged up. Well, it might be your problem. We can start with that. Let's drain this old shit that's in it (laughs) and get you some better butane. It's cleaner. Oh, shit. Looky there. It worked. First light. (laughs) Or if it's just the flame is too high or too low, you might want to check that. Just turn it up and down. Can you dust in your pocket? I got a dollar for every time I turn somebody's lighter up when they came into the shop. My lighter's not working. Here, let me see it. Turn it up. Hey, looky there. Okay. I need that $10, please. <laughs> Wasting my time. So right off light. There's something different, way different. It's like that Nico commercial, little yellow, different. <laughs> Back in the eighties, what was that? Wayne's World did that too. Yeah, yeah. That's I, th- that, I think that's where I remember it from. Yeah, yeah it's still an eighties commercial. Yeah, totally different. Garcia and Garcia. The Garcia Garcia, my father, or father and son. Father and son. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we had a question posed while we were on our pause. Did we? Yeah, I had one, yeah. <laughs> yeah? He said we're he going to do it. <laughs> yeah, we no, might we're have, doing we it. We might as well knock it off. Yeah, it's happening. Because I'm sick of it. <laughs> so, right from the get-go, you can tell there's something different about this cigar than most of the lineup. 
this is a 30 35 dollar stick depending on what size you get well there's only one size there's only one size now this was exclusive last year for i think paa members mm -hmm. so we've got a few but yeah there's still limited production mm -hmm. 10 count box 35 and change depending on what state you're in Garcia and Garcia. I think I was reading that on one of them. I just told it just went in one ear and out the other because if it was a Garcia and Garcia. Back to your question, you know, certain shops mm -hmm. get certain cigars. Well, there's only so many of these that go around, mm -hmm. and certain shops have to be a certain level or tier to get them. And there, the, the the actually that's one of the questions I, I didn't ask last time, um, and it, it kind of looped it back around, is the the time in question limits the, the it kind of gives you an idea of what you're going to get but there's also TAA which is just a buying group just a buying the group big yeah. buying group I think it's 90 to 100 members mm -hmm. all throughout the United States and they throw they, they just make cigars specifically for those yeah, specific yeah. sizes um, sometimes a specific blend mm -hmm. that's just allocated just to those members it's a large buying group so a lot of these people have multiple stores, so it's uh, quite the festivities, from what I've understood. I've not been to one, but no need to go. God buys enough for all of us. So. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> if you haven't noticed, I'm trying to avoid the question. Yes, no, no, yes, we, we, we've no, noticed. No, you, we've done a rabbit trail with that one. What questions you have over there, Stephen? So. Uh, <laughs> My, my, my very next question, uh, DeMario posed it during the break. I'll let him, him rephrase it or reword it. So no, 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 go, go take this. I want to <laughs> sit back and look. <laughs> oh, you're going to get asked the same question because I'm going to ask you. Oh, that's fine. Ask you. Yeah, that's fine. I so, know it's fine. You're damn right it's fine. <laughs> so what is the difference between a $30 stick and an $8 stick? What, why, why, why would someone want, want that, you know, Besides Extra. the obvious, yep, the twenty, the, the besides the price tag, besides the price tag, that twenty dollar increase in what they came in to buy. We what? may have already touched on this a little in a different bit. podcast, a little bit. But I think if you'll look back, we maybe we talked about this over the break about the black diamond mm -hmm. having certain allocations, only mm -hmm. so many sticks, um, only so much wrapper leaf to go around. And it has to be aged a certain time period, whether it's three years, five years. Example, Davidoff Royales, mm -hmm. you know, Davidoff Oro, Oro. Yeah, which is no longer in production because, yeah. A, they ran out of tobacco from 2004. Hey, tobacco's finite. There's only so much of it from certain years that people do so much with. But not only that, it takes time to sit on, you know, a bale of tobacco for years and years and years and let it develop until they can finally use it for a wrapper. And when you're sitting on money, that's going to definitely drive the value and price of a cigar up. So to answer your question, what changes from an $8 to a $35 cigar? time in the nutshell and the tobacco leaf 
Jesus. You can buy a bale of tobacco for a wrapper, and you may pay, you know, X, you know, say that wrapper leaf costs 10 bucks a, 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 a bundle or bale uh, for a thousand. And so a higher priming, higher graded tobacco might be $20 for that same, you know, tobacco, but it's got a better quality to it. And then the, then the age comes into effect. Mm-hmm. But so that's that's your dancing question. I, in my opinion, time and tobacco is scarce. Yeah, that's yeah. That kind of goes along with a lot what of. What do you guys think? No, fuck no, Demario. I tried eight dollars cigar. I tried no, no, no. First, <laughs> a thirty-five dollars cigar. Well, yours is a well more healthy cut. Than <laughs> I'm going to say so, but people need to hear that. You know, time quality it costs. You know, and quality costs. You know, mm-hmm. it already tastes good once it's in your mouth before mm-hmm. you even sip it. So, you know, that's a sweet spot. It's usually between what seven to fifteen bucks usually. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> I can't break it down like. I like smoking a cigar, and you know, every blue moon, you know, if it's a birthday or wedding or this and that, you know, you need to treat yourself. And it's not that we're trying to make a sale; we're trying to give you something extra special. Cigars are already special, you know. And you get to sit down and get to taste masterpieces. You know, it's a beautiful thing because this Garcia Garcia is special, man. If I can get this for ten bucks, I, I would be happy to buy the box. But that's that's just not how that happens. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason I asked that question. You know, what's the difference between a ten dollar cigar and a thirty dollar cigar? We know because we have a appreciation of what's been rolled, what's been given to us, and we can express what they have gave us for sale. You know. Mm-hmm. And that's <coughs> what I mean by that, you know. There, there's, you know, I don't, we didn't smoke from two dollar cigars all the way up to hundred dollar cigars. You know, to be honest, yeah, it, it's some, you know, three four dollar cigars we can smoke religiously. Just to be real, and there's some thirty cents smoke once and be like it's it's not worth the money. This on the other hand, is worth every penny you spend. It is truly a special treat. I mean, I, I don't know another cigar that has this kind of flavor and this quality like this. You know, it's right up there with your Padrones, your Davidoffs. Uh, it's truly a hidden gem unless you're my father's fan like you are. <laughs> you know, that's why we love what you do because you put people on it, you know. I remember when these first came in. And we're going back to you because you're going to tell us what you think. <laughs> but I remember when these first came in the shop for us. And I was like, Todd, 35 bucks, that's a, that's a lot for a cigar for my father. And their core line is anywhere from 7 to 12. On, on all their other blends, 7 to 12. 13 tops. Then they're going to go and jump up 35 for this one exclusive cigar. I mean, it's a lot. Can we sell them? He goes, I smoked it. It's good. I want your opinion on it. Smoked it. That's kind of my, f- that was my first reaction. I was like, wow. He told me to smoke a $35 cigar. 
And I get it. He wants me to understand it, and that's our job. It's, it sounds weird. Hey, you're fixed more than $35 a day. Yeah, but it's part of my job, and not only am I getting paid for it, but I'm trying to sell them. Right. It's a business. Back to your main point, talking point, you gotta, it's a business. Mm -hmm. You got to be able to market it. You got to be able to sell it. So I sat there and smoked the whole thing, and this was like six. First time it came in was at least seven years ago, because um, we I think we had an, or either a first or second from Oklahoma, which was five years at least, at least six years ago. <coughs> so I sat down and smoked it, and, I was, and it blew me away, literally blew me away. The quality, construction, the flavor profile, retrohale was amazing through the whole thing. And I was, I went and sat down with Todd, and I was like, Todd, that cigar is worth $35, 100%. I've smoked other cigars that are less than that that should have been way less than that. And then now, now that I've got some experience, I've smoked cigars that were more expensive than those. And this is better than those. In my opinion, this is kind of like for lack of better terminology, this is kind of like the granddaddy of them all to me. You know, it's like that Rose Bowl theme. You know, it's it's not the biggest game of the year. It doesn't have hold the national championship every year, but it sets a bar and a standard to a what to what a cigar should be at that price point and worth it. Mm. So that being said, what do you think, Stephen? Uh, it, so. Like I said, I didn't I didn't really get turned on to my father until I started working here. But I smoked through their entire lineup before I got to this cigar. And it, it really just goes back to what you had said. You can taste and feel the difference in the cigar and how it smokes and the, the, the how nuanced it is, how well it's blended. You can tell the tobacco has been aged and blend it together to make the stick what it is. And I think that's what I that's that's how I try to sell them when I'm here is if you're looking for something unique and interesting to smoke, find some aged tobacco. And whatever it is, but in, out of this Garcia Garcia, 100% right. It is it is completely worth the $35 you spend on it. You will not be disappointed. Hmm. I mean, just getting into it, you can for those that smoke a lot of Cubans, and one of the main characteristics I can usually tell if somebody hands me one, hey, is this real or not? I mean, first of all, I have to smoke it really, but you can tell off a few characteristics, key, just by looking at it visually, a yes or no. But the true ones have this kind of salt water, salty taste, I don't know how to say it, to them on the wrapper. And you get that same kind of taste from this. Now, this is obviously not a Cuban, Nicaragua. But strains of those seeds obviously yeah. still brought over. So you could get a certain strain or seed that had that characteristic to it. That they took the time, and it and it shows with the cigar where it's got that saltiness. And you guys can you guys can take it out. Right? Yeah, yeah. Am I, I the only one that's crazy here? No, I was good actually. I mean, it's it's you can taste the salt. As you were saying, it's, it's, like, it's like a barnyardy. Something, something that's rare to find in any. But when you once you taste it, you realize what it is. Yeah, I mean it's salty on the lips. Mm -hmm. You can literally taste the salt. Mm -hmm. 
and that's kind of like I was like every key would know that every state that's the way it goes you you get that right off the bat and if you don't it's it's you know mm. lost you but you definitely have to be able to appreciate that though <laughs> I, I'm gonna say something about that you know, you know especially looking up to him for one of the guys who had been smoking all the years and stuff I appreciate that advice like you know, we're hoarders, bro. You know, we're collectors, and, you know, we do what we yep. do. And we love what we do. But, uh, you know, when somebody sit here and tell you, like, yeah, you spend that kind of money on, on some girl, you know, 15 and up, 25 and up, 30 and up, you should have to sit back and age them. And it's no, it's no slight to nobody. And, I, you know, we love aging cigars and stuff. It's so needed, but this... It's already been aged. Like you said, it's it don't need no help. It's it's good out the box. And they get to smoke it too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- I I have never had to touch one of these up ever. They have always burned them eventually. Mm-hmm. I mean, draw is phenomenal. Apple mouth doesn't smoke. Little on the fives of virgins. Mm-hmm. All the good stuff. All yeah. the good stuff. And you can do an indie spritz on these. Yeah. But yeah, these are money. About the guys who had uh, the young gentleman, man, who uh, when we first hit him up, that's how he buy. He comes in specifically get these for him and his father. You know, it's a treat, man. Like they go to hell. You know, usually we can sell bones that are awesome, but this is a hidden gem, man. You know, it's just good for everybody. Flawless, yeah. retro hell. You want a cigar to retro hell, and you worry about spices burning your nose? Smoke this one. Smoke this, and then you'll understand. There is no spice. Not, not that turns you away. It has a nice, ni- uh, better open draw than the uh, Pepin that we just got done smoking, in my opinion. Which is an eight dollar yeah. cigar, yeah. which mm-hmm. is great. Great smoke. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we did a back to back follow up eight dollar cigar. You know, thirty-five dollars cigar, just to show that hey, this is it's a treat. It's just something that a little bit extra, mm-hmm. a little bit aged. Yeah, keep it aged. There's no substitute for time. Oh, what was it last night? Their season. I can't let that I go. Guess. I yeah. can't let it go. Their season. That's yeah, definitely yeah. The, a good description for the cigar. Um, so what are some of the notes that y'all are picking up? We already said salt. Butter. Buttery. Creamy. I'm be honest. When it comes to certain cigars like this that are so enjoyable and so well balanced and I enjoy them, sometimes it's hard to throw it away. Would have said I'm sitting on a bullshit old note. <laughs> no, bro. I mean, <laughs> I know, I know, we on a podcast. Like, no, trust me. I, but you do get something. I mean, obviously, you're not just you. You do get a feel for it. I know you. But yeah, you you enjoy the ride. Your eyes just kind of get all twinkly. You caress that cigar like a woman, soft, delicate. But you are still getting that knowledge. I know that. I know. Natural. I know you long enough. Natural sweet tobacco. Yeah. 
Now we're talking. Very Back nutty. to the Mario like, <laughs> Very nutty. I mean, <laughs> he used to be robbed by ass about that. <laughs> Say to you whenever you're sitting in front of a customer describing this. Oh, he just look at me. Just look at me. <laughs> so, bro, you went, you bro, you went long. <laughs> like, that's for all this. <laughs> bro, I'll be in the zone, man. Like, so this, uh, kind of, dude, they just, they just wanted a Tatiana vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> now you took it too far. <laughs> there will be not one day of my life I ever. Uh, I only do it because I love you, bro. Oh, That's a good one. <laughs> oh I, on on that note, I think I, last Saturday I had a customer come in. Oh, here we fire, go. bro! And I, it, it, that, that keyed that story up in my head right there. He, he was we were over by the flavor in the flavored cabinet, and he was literally picking up every single stick. He's like, "What what are the notes in this one?" And I finally had to stop him, and I go, "Buddy, I don't smoke." It's it's, it's an infused cigar. What? 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 It's a cognac. It's a vanilla. It's a tobacco special. You know, there's not going to be too many too many flavors here that are going to be that you that you're really going to find in, a, in in this type of cigar. So, at the at the end of it, uh, <laughs> I just looked at him. I go, I don't smoke infused, so I can't tell you. <laughs> I was like, uh, pick one and smoke it. See if you like it. After about the fourth or fifth one, I was like, uh-uh, not doing this anymore. You do it better than Mike. Mike will look at him and be like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't smoke none of that. <laughs> uh, so, Lerman, you say it like usually if you smoke a few of them, you usually get like that saltiness. and Oh, on the wrapper for sure. It's just around the palate. See, I usually don't get that. I'm kind of with Steven. Like I, I always call it that soil, but it's that earthy, that gritty. It's... I don't like to call them manure because that's just such a bad description. Yeah. Well, that could be the aroma. I'm, so yeah, you get. Yeah, I get it. But I definitely get some of that Cubanesque flavor from the cigar. Definitely, like it's just more complex. Mm-hmm. You know, so much more different flavors and you know the sensation in my palate. Like it's it's just tingling. Definitely, definitely a cigar you look at and go, yeah, that's it. That's when it's it's just a good stick to sit there and enjoy. Yeah, this is definitely like I think Mario said, a great you know celebration cigar. You know, enjoy it with a family member. You know, it's it's not something you, you like you said you don't have to think about it a whole lot. You can just really enjoy it. But you know, we're we're here, so we kind of. We're thinking about it a little bit more than we sh- than, mm. you know, than the average Joe. So since I got time with us, yes, I definitely get that natural sweetness. Uh, definitely like a caramel to the mouth on my palate. A nice, rich earthiness that's not gritty, but smooth. Like, you know, I usually don't like earthy cigars, you know, but I got to bring it up like that. Amazon Day is just like the earthiest cigar I've ever but it has, it has like a sweet earthiness to it. And that's kind of somewhat I get to this. Like a little leather. Mm-hmm. Just light, subtle. Well, it, it, it coats my tongue, so it's definitely leather. Mm-hmm. 
And I want it, yeah, the leather is definitely going to be real strong. So many things to pick out. Well, we're just in the first third. Yep. So, this this is this is <laughs> definitely treat something we normally wouldn't do in the store. Mm -hmm. Probably won't do another thirty five dollars cigar for a long time. <laughs> <but> <laughs> this one, this one, this, this one was a treat because this was Stephen Clark's. <laughs> and there's and only three left in the box. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was almost like it was just meant to be. Yeah, I just yeah, you yeah, know we had to jump on that grenade, yeah. buddy. <laughs> we, we were originally going to do uh, the Don Fafine and the Grand Alfred, and then. Uh, Laramie was like, um, are you sure you don't want to do the Garcia Garcia? I didn't hesitate. Yes, I would love to do that cigar. And this is a perfect one to do it. Well, it's a good follow-up. Mm -hmm. It's an excellent follow-up. Um, so I guess I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start back in with my questions about industry and business. Um, so one of the questions I, I, was, I was curious to find out about is that how often – other brand cigars roll for the smaller the smaller companies and the bigger companies end up rolling the sh rolling the cigars is that that's quite quite, quite, a bit. quite often so how many factories are there that actually sit there and roll cigars oh shit i have no it's just give a, you a number is that's kind of beyond me kind of question yeah, <laughs> besides going around you know figuring out all of them in the DR, all in, in Mexico, mm -hmm. all in Honduras, all in Nicaragua. Who knows? Maybe mm -hmm. 100 plus, maybe less. Mm -hmm. I bet the number's somewhere in, somewhere probably between 75 and 100, I would guess. There's a lot less that grow their own tobacco. Then that I guess that would follow. That would, that's kind of the follow-up question. And then, then you not everybody has fields. Yeah, that's good. Kind of, kind of was going back to what the Arturo had and Newman had, and they kind of partnered up. But Placencia, Placencia yeah. has Oliva family, yeah. not the Oliva cigars fam cigars, but Oliva, the family, has lots of fields. Nicaragua Placencia has tons of fields. The Padron has some. AJ has quite a bit. state up once again they get theirs through Placencia or um Hoy de Nicaragua. I think Rocky. they have some of their own fields. I don't know about Rocky. I mean we're just kinda yeah we're just barely scratching the surface here. Mm -hmm. That's you know uh, what that I mean like I'm sure you know Alparas you know US USA has their own fields down there. Um Factories, yeah, I have, I don't know how many factories there are. Tons. There, there's probably factories down there that we've never heard of their cigar. Mm -hmm. they, might, they, not, they might not ever make it to the United States. They yeah. might be just for Nicaragua, you know, Honduras, the area. Mm -hmm. I have no idea. That'd be, that would be a Steve Sauber question. <laughs> <laughs> if, you have, if you have enough time for it. Um, uh, so the, the, what spawned that question was I was, I was walking down, you know, <laughs> Tampa. <laughs> Shots fired? Man. Just a little Shots bit. Shots fired. Just, just a little bit. But I like Steve. I mean, 
bro, he bro, he's spot on. He can taste a cigar and tell you exactly what's in it. And I and I give him kudos. He's yeah. been in the business. He's created some great brands, great blends, and he's a. I mean, he's a fun guy to talk to and visit with. Mm. So, um, but bring a lunch. I don't know. It's going to be a while. Clear your schedule. Hold my calls. But no, I mean, knowledge is all there. So, I, I mean, Steve's a great guy, so I'm not going to knock him. But it's it's just fun just giving him a little jab every once in a while because mm-hmm. he's earned it. He's, he, he's, he's, he's so put in the time. He's right? so knowledgeable, it's scary. It, it, yeah, at that yeah. point, yeah. But there are people that are out there that are like that. Mm-hmm. I, uh, well, like I was saying, what, what spawned this question was I was walking down the street in, in Tampa, down, down oh Lord, Main yeah. Street in Cigar, uh, heaven, baby. Cigar Heaven down there in Ybor City. And, I mean – you turn to your left, there's someone rolling cigars. Turn to the right, there's someone rolling cigars. And I, it, it just, in me, it just spurred, like, is it, a, is it a better to have a mom and pop or is it better to roll in a factory? Oh, those mom and pops are just for mom and pops down there. Mm-hmm. They, they, that shit ain't getting out here. Yeah. I it's just for, for the tourists. Yeah. It's just for the passerbys. Yeah, no. They make you got the best experience going down there, man. Like, you, yeah. you got one on every corner. See somebody hand one of them. You just wait to go. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's fresh. It's good. Mm-hmm. Bam! Smoke that cigar three days from after it's rolled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, piece of shit. <laughs> did, I, did I buy these? Did I like this? <laughs> That's one of those cigars that are rolled. You gotta smoke them that same day. And the hand I, rolled right there in front of you. Smoke it, man. That and that's if why. If you don't, oh, yep. buddy. <laughs> so. I still got people coming up to me like that. You got any cigars to roll? Nope. <laughs> not a one. Not Monkey a one. rolled it, <laughs> but not not even one. But that is an experience. If if you have not walked down that street and just grabbed a fresh rolled cigar that someone just got done, they do a beautiful job. They, I mean, artwork in them. I mean, yeah. And uh, my father's wow. uh, uh, rolled his first cigar um, at age eleven. That was something I was reading about him. Damn, he got to do that, huh? He was roll. He was out there rolling cigars at age eleven. Hey, hard times. Mm-hmm. You gotta do what you gotta do. I give it up. Kudos yeah. to the guy. So, yeah, I got smoked down there one time. <laughs> <laughs> Screw coming out. Screw coming out. Better give you a baby bottle. Give you a cigar. <laughs> Chew on this a while. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, uh, factories and and growers kind of kind of lead me into the next uh, question, um, and we we've kind of touched on it before. Um, growing regions, um, what what's twelve, thirteen of them? Real real growing regions yeah, uh, across the globe. America. Yeah, across mm, the yeah. entire globe. Caribbean. Uh, yeah. Well, we just talked to Corey a couple weeks ago, and he yeah. grew. He grew what, seven, eight, eight acres of tobacco, yeah. Yeah. tobacco leaf, specifically for the leaf, the wrapper, I should say, uh, in Missouri, yeah. of all places, because he's got some land in Missouri, seven acres, planted an entire thing with uh, a Bono wrapper. Yeah. They harvested it, baled it, shipped it back down to Dominican to the Posada factory, where that wrapper is going to be on the exclusive cigar that they're going to produce in the next year or so. So, growing, re- I mean, tobacco can really grow wherever you want it to. 
wherever you there's dirt. Time. Wherever yeah. there's dirt. dirt, you can grow it. Climate's right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, you got Florida, Virginia's. I mean, they even grow tobacco in Louisiana for pipe tobacco. Pennsylvania, Connecticut. That's just in the U.S. So, I mean, yeah. Any of any of those really stand out to you, or like you know? I'm a big fan of San Andreas for some reason. Recently, San Mexico. Yeah, yeah. and those have been some of my my go-to cigars for the last couple months. Anything with San Andreas wrapper, or even with the the filler with San Andreas on it. Still pretty tasty to me. Um, I'm hesitant to talk about this next part because it gets a little, <laughs> a little bit political, uh, and c- trying to get into the, the the meat and potatoes of uh, the cigar industry and really what it's fighting for. We we kind of touched on it earlier with not marketing to kids and winning uh, a big um, legal battle trying to separate us from cigarettes, so to speak. And vape. And, and mainly vape, and, yeah. Cigarettes, vape. And then there's a there there's a vast difference. And I'll, I'll start with mine. Just correct me if where 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 you need to interrupt me, please. The biggest difference we have in cigar, premium cigars, and any of that other stuff, is that when you smoke a premium cigar, you are smoking just tobacco leaf. Absolutely. One hundred percent tobacco. Mm-hmm. It is not cut. It is not anything added to it unless you get into the infused stuff which well as you know all of us here are stand roughly against it but um so kind of leading in in leading it in in that direction what what are the legal battle battles that people have here in the states and anywhere else you know paying a tobacco tax in other words taxes are taxes just depends on and so fucking flavored cigars, they're not marketed to kids. No. Well, at least not the premium. premium. Not, not the premium. That's what I mean. Unless, yeah, you're, unless you're unicorn tourists. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, those are the ones. I mean, it's that's marketed to people who are who spend all fucking cigars, all full body this and that. Mm-hmm. They swear to they smash it. I mean, it's a great cigar for a beginner. I think it comes down to like. On some part of it, we're descriptors. Like we say, well, cigar's not flavored, but yet, how many different nuances could we just describe the cigar has to? Mm-hmm. But yet, it's it's the tobacco itself to me, what our palate remember or taste, or we remember or taste, and we r- associate that with premium because yeah. it's obviously the easiest thing to do. Um, so, a, it's not flavored. The cigar's hundred percent not. Flavored, but mm-hmm. yet you picked up, you know, nutty notes. Yeah, herbs. But that's natural. That's I, natural. I get it, but people up on the hill don't get it. Yeah. They don't understand, you know, the whole process and from from seed to yeah. cigar. And th- and this is and another the time it takes to yeah. ta- takes to, to to make this. And we're not smoking for stress. We're we're not you know out here you know. Smoking a pack of cigarettes a day, you know, blowing our lungs out, vaping, man. We're we're doing a social thing, you know. We're in a cigar shop, having conversations, 
and enjoying the nuances of the cigar business. This is a different thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I always say for those that don't know and those that don't, don't know. I was going to say, they don't know. Yeah. Very you true. Know. Todd would have been a great one to have on this for that. Yeah. That question. Oh, man. Oh, it, yeah. it, it, we're going to have him on, and that question's coming back up because I, I – it, it is – Because he deals with that all oh, that, weekly. That, that, that's going to be great for that guy. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, oh, man. That is going to be phenomenal. What was it? Well, I wouldn't give him to walk through the door right now. Yeah, hey, hey, real talk. The, the tobacco. Well, for one, <laughs> I, hey, we have a question for you. What are you guys smoking? Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, just some, just some, my father's cigar. Yeah, yeah nothing. Just random one. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it, I, kind of leading into what Laramie was talking about and what I've learned from, from doing this and um, it just becoming cultured enough to be able to describe a cigar other than it just being tobacco. It, it comes, it, and then it, that's why we have the, the name of our, you know, the, the line behind it is a cigar lifestyle. It's not, smoking a cigar will allow you to literally touch parts of the world that you may never go see or experience, just like food will, just like whiskey will, just like wine will. Everything yeah. has its place. Get out there and experience it, learn it, and and just love the the culture behind it. That's and why we call. That's why we call it lifestyle, man. That's like same thing. Like you got your foodies, and you know, that's bro. Like it, it's a lifestyle, man. You know, some people might call it. This is not a hobby. But not by any means. It's a, it's a way of life, man. Message. What do y'all think about this? Where we're at in the cigar right now, the second third. Usually we'd be trying to downplay and uh, play around, and be like, "Oh, it's perfect. This is great." <laughs> <laughs> I already told you it's yeah. worth every penny. You're yeah. gonna pay for it, so absolutely. And that says a lot because he has taught us so much about cigars and. man can pick out certain us on a couple of puffs, man, and he knows what he's doing. Well, you'll be happy to know that the spice is starting to pick up. How about that? I'll second that one. Just subtle black pepper. But nothing that blows you away. You, re- you can still retro hug this thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really similar. The first third is really similar to that middle of the blue label. Creaminess, buttery, yeah. you know, didn't have to think about it. Casual, mm-hmm. have a conversation, and just let your worries around the bend. Not, don't think about it. You gotta think about a cigar, touching it up, where it's going next, which could be a good thing. Lose all the enjoyment. Mm-hmm. There's only certain cigars I like that I have to keep pu- keep trying to relight it or punch it or draw it or whatever or cut more off so I can get more of a draw. I'm sitting here looking at all three cigars. I mean, razor sharp burn, humble mouth smoke flavor. I mean, 
Some random cigar tri- trivia. No, 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 no random cigar trivia. Hell no. Everybody knows knows who Mark Twain is, right? Famous American author, actor, actor, photographer, photographer, been around the world. Guess how many cigars he smoked in a day? None. He's dead. <laughs> Answer. <laughs> that is the correct answer. Today is none, not yeah. not a one. <laughs> Twenty-two. They were smaller back then. <laughs> Fair enough. They probably burned faster. <laughs> they were probably dry cured. Mm-hmm. If I had to be honest. If oh, if we you ain't even got into that part yet, dry cured versus. Well, it's, it's the whole point of this podcast. This is part of the business side of it. Tell well, you know, don't take us there. Yeah, take us down that road, please. Yeah, you can dry cure cigars <clears throat> so they can just basically sit out and not have to have humidification, right? Mm-hmm. That's what they did back in the day. That's how they. That's how they would make their cigars. That's why you, there was never humidification back in the old west. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to you know, you could go into the. Uh, saloons, saloons, <laughs> or I was gonna say the apothecaries or, or the, the the chemists, drugstores. Mm-hmm. You always see those glass cases, cigars in there, but they were always never never humidified because they'd have no way to humidify them in the West or any they, other they part of the world. They didn't have Boveda facts back then. Oh well, <laughs> you know, I believe Mr. Boveda. <laughs> but you know, hey, they didn't. It's just it was a method of rolling where they cured it. Different different method of rolling and curing the tobacco, mm-hmm. which didn't allow them to need proper humidification. But they would typically burn quite a bit faster. We try to learn something every day. There's there's my learning lessons right there. Dry cured cigars. Mark Twain's when he was first married, actually could not write a book for a year until he started smoking cigars again. It's like me not being able to ring up, up a customer the first of the day without having a coffee and stuff like that. That's I just same, like that. that's the same thing. That's, that's exactly same. what it okay. is. I, I get it. I, I <laughs> understand his plight. <laughs> Feel for you, buddy. We've had some good limited editions in the past, years past. Not to name drop, but 10th anniversary, Jaime Garcia, Maduro. But yeah, they've dropped some good sticks in their limited edition. It was as strong out of the box as it was seven years later. It's a testament to the quality of the tobacco. The roller and the blender. Kudos for that. How many sixteen? Yeah, sixteen boxes. Yeah, and they were yeah sixteen, eighteen, somewhere in there. It's 
funny, those things never sold. That's why I happened to acquire a box. And those are the ones you sit on, you're like, eh, might as well. It looks good, so it's my pick. Really good now. Mm -hmm. This is getting interesting. <laughs> <laughs> now you understand why a thirty-five dollar pickup is worth it. Mm -hmm. This thirty-five dollar pickup. This Garcia and Garcia every day. Mm -hmm. It's a shame they don't let people compare it. But there again, quantities, limitations. Mm -hmm. You got you got to prove you can take care of a cigar before they let you sell it. I think that's the the, the mindset there. And it kind of goes back to what Mr. Uh, Garcia was saying when he quoted, "It is about the the lifelong passion." It is not about just a cigar. It's about a dream. And he obviously had a dream to have a really good cigar. He did his job. Oh, he yeah. Did it. He, he, he completely followed through. Yes, he did. Mm -hmm. <coughs> soft. Smoke it so soft. Didn't he also, he, you mentioned it earlier, didn't he also roll uh, or blend um, uh, Cohiba, Particus, and Monte Cristo before the embargo? Well, I don't know how old he is. I'm not sure when he left Cuba. I don't Get the computer. I think it was more off uh, the John Patoon line with the seeds, the mm -hmm. seeds from the yeah. from those respective factories or companies, things they would acquire some. He's in the Cuba Strand down in Nicaragua, and the soil makes a difference. Like you said, we main remember we did that Rojas thing. Take the same yes. seed, plant it in three different regions or four different regions throughout the same country. That was such a dope bomb, and we get. You get totally different nuances just yeah. out of the soil composition. I mean, that's getting into science, details, mm -hmm. you know, minerals that make up that are in the soil. Yeah. I mean, <coughs> it's above and beyond just thinking this is, you know, rolled up leaves that we're smoking, which it is. But there's so much more backstory that goes into the the whole process that makes a great cigar a great cigar. Well, everybody's going to get smoked in Nicaragua because the green flame is going to be able to come up. Yeah. Now. Let's not have this happen. You know. mm. It's, it's uh, a lineage uh, thing is what we're trying to get at. <laughs> that and, I mean, time, science, and... What if, if we sit down with Patin and he said, he goes, all right, guys, Let's try a little something here. See how it works. I've blended this cigar that we're smoking right now. I used a key word there. Here's the same tobaccos. I want you to create the same cigar or create a cigar with the same exact tobaccos that I used. 
every one of us would create a different cigar. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be the same exact tobaccos that he mm-hmm. used to create the Gosaline Garcia. But it has to do with proportions. It has to do with feel. It has to do with time. And, and how you put different nuances at different areas of the tobacco and different blend, different amounts of you know, refiller, binder, ratio. Everything goes into making this one cigar, but, but it also comes down to that blender and how good of a job he does at blending all those different characteristic tobaccos together to what we're smoking right now. Got a guaranteed lead off in there somewhere. So, so I mean, you got to give it up to those blenders that are doing this and getting it just right. Mm-hmm. And nothing will give you uh, more of appreciation, not just thinking about that in general, but the Rojas blending that we had where they came out and everything, uh, what was it, the Blue Bonnet? It was mm-hmm. a Blue Bonnet line, and we s- we smoked everything from the, the fillers to the binder to the wrapper by itself. Yeah. And all those yeah. nine different blends to yeah. try to break down yeah. and figure out all right, what goes where, what we need to have to create yeah, this one Cuba, cigar. Seco, Lajero, then it was from Aguaflugia, Condega, Esteli, and you're like, good lord. Yeah. And you got to blend it right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get it right. right. I mean, you got and then, then not only that, you set it down, you smoke it, all right, this is getting closer, you blend it again. Yeah. Let's do this or this, more of that. All right, sit it down. All right, we're getting really close. All right, let's sit. Uh, roll me 10 bundles. Set those back. All right, let's try it again. Roll me another 10 bundles. Let's set those back. All right, we're really, we're, we're there. Roll these 10. Let's go. And then you got three, four blends right there that you rolled 10, 10 bundles of cigars. You set them back and you, okay, I like this one. I like this I like the last one, but this middle one that we did with age, it's actually better than the other other ones we did. So you're like, okay, I got to play with it. All right, go with this one. Mm-hmm. Like, it takes a lot of time to get it just right. There's truly a science and an art. There's a science behind it. Yeah. There's an art behind it. Definitely an art. It's close to time, man. I mean, you, you can't have one without the other. Mm-mm. You know, what's the cliche? What's the length of time? Yeah, coming out with these fine products that they do, man, you got to really learn to appreciate them. Mm-hmm. You know, take the time to study them, and the best teacher is to smoke out the bag. And smoke different things, man. The more you smoke, the more your palate's going to build, the more it's going to change. And, you know, we all play off of each other, you know, we all pick up different things. not getting pickle juice out of that, right? <laughs> that strong vinegar nuance, no? Mm. Okay, I'm just making sure, because I wasn't getting it no, either. No. <laughs> All right, no watermelon Gatorade. No, no watermelon Gatorade here. No. No baking bad drippings. No. None, none of that. No, so a- no ass end of the grasshopper. That's right. <laughs> All right, we're on the right path. I think they're on to something here. As long as those three don't come into the yeah. equation. This was not age that your grandmother shared for 10 years. <laughs> what, did, what did Mike I say? say yeah. oh, shit, shit. It's like wet clothes have been wadded up and thrown in your closet and you forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, 
Yeah. That was a good description. That's a great description. That is, that's a bad question. <laughs> good God. How did you come up with that? But it's pretty much spot on. It was pretty much it spot on. It was spot on. on for that other cigar. Mm-hmm. So my last question I got. I thought you had five. That was five. Oh. I mean, blended together. I, I mean, there's really four, but the other question I had was answered within the two other questions I had, so. But it's it's goes back to kind of a family or uh, side of, of cigars in the industry. It is really about building relationships with the different cigar brands, so you know when they're they're coming out with something, uh, whether you know it's going to be something that we, we carry. Um, and, and but having that relationship is is key to really building a business and building the the family side what we talked about when we say a cigar is, is a culture it's building a re- when you when you build relationships with certain people and like you were saying Davidoff has to approach you you can't just go beg them to try to sell them in your store um, and time in the, the TAA the PCA building those relationships is part of the business that just takes time you can never really just jump both feet in and say, I'm just going to do this. Not unless you have a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then he tells you shit that's coming out before you even know it's coming out. I agree with you 100%. That's what I was saying, man. Relationships are key. Life. Mm-hmm. You can lose some and, and get to be better. You, you can't build relationships with people that don't know people. I know you want to sell the product. I know you guys hate when I use the word lemongrass because Bud Gulp, the most citrus note came out. Kind of going into the, going into the, going into the last third. Well, lim, citrus, lemongrass, citrus. You know, I don't know. I was definitely getting a little bit of that right as you said that. I was like, it's like. <laughs> It's a citrus. There's, there's, there's something citrusy in there, but yeah, uh, the, the cigar definitely changes as you as you smoke it. Yeah, we're getting well into the final, no, getting into the final third, on the cusp. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fun. Unless you hot box it like the one I have. Mm-hmm. It's just that good. Ah. As a matter of fact, I ain't hot boxed it because the ash is still perfect. That's true. You know you're smoking a cigar that's still hot. Because of you got that funnel. Or the ash. Cone or funnel. Cone, yeah. Yep. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all of those are uh, actually identical. Yep. But I know you're not talking. I'm, I'm enjoying the shit out of it. You need to finish the cigar before I do, so. It's because I light it first. I don't play with it. I don't. <laughs> is, he, is he doing it? Name my soft flame and shit. <laughs> flame, light it. Blow on it, tip it. Oh, 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 drop a little bit. Well, that's, that's not. You gotta have a little foreplay with it. I'm not. <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't do cold draws and all that. But you know, I. Cigars with a cold. You know, cigars with a cold flame. You get a good cold wine. Right on top, top. 
Waiting gold. Uh, then it doesn't get close to him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pleasure board, damn it. You don't knock my you don't knock my shit right now. <laughs> there for a second I thought you might be saying it might be better than a woman. Cause, hey, it doesn't talk back. Doesn't fight, doesn't yeah, argue. Don't let my girl hear that shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> we finally made it past that part. Shit. <laughs> By the way, peoples, a couple that's supposed to together gets divorced. <laughs> <laughs> when you got a stash. <laughs> Only if his name is Mario. They probably got better palates than all of us. Yeah. I don't know. I I'm, yeah. Who knock it? You know something you didn't touch on? but Well, it probably could have been mentioned in one of your 20 questions that you, men- that you had earlier. But, it, but we were talking about this, I think, at the break, about how and it really needs to be about make or break a cigar, that 18 months, whatever it is. But it also falls back onto what's going to make or break that cigar is also going to be the client's interaction with the consumer. You know, do we push that cigar on somebody? Do we have faith in that cigar that it's going to be something special? Does, is it going to have longevity? What do we see in that cigar that makes us bring it in the first place gives us an idea that, hey, this is going to be here for a while. I think you guys are going to like it. And then we, in turn, turn around and say, I think you like this cigar. You should try it. And then we need to get them to come back and smoke it again and again. And that's important. It all falls back to the, the actually the shops and the employees to actually have faith in that cigar and to sell it. What do you guys say? You're a tobacconist, bro. And, I mean, even in the book, outside of the process from seed to, you know, getting boxed up with some, we are the most most important thing. You know, we damn near hold our cigars faith in our hands. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we don't believe in it, you know, if we're not doing our job, our job is really so important, a lot of people don't understand it, you know, we're not just sitting here, up here bullshitting all day, man, we're... Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I can't speak for the top, but we actually... No, I was talking about... <laughs> I was talking about me. I just try to keep the, keep the, keep the oil and wheels greased. We have a job to do. Yes. And, and we do it. That's you it. You know. We have such a great group of guys who, hey, did you look up this long ago? You know, what's these notes on? What you feel about them? You know. And when we believe so, it's, it's going to get pushed. You know, some things you ain't got to push, but, you know, for, you know, your more boutique blends, you know, those. Up. You have to smoke them, man. But when they hit that palate, 
You know, you got your closest you're going to come to. Hey, what's new out here? What might I like? After when, and once you get them in their hands, I mean, no no slice to shops out here. Uh, when I number one cigars of the year, keeping Ali Otto. It's not well. It's not well. Let me get it. He's selling. It's fire. We don't have no problem selling. They need help. Yeah. After they smoke it, they love it. Yeah. Yes. But it did, need that, that, it, it did need that visual. We had to smoke it. Mm-hmm. We had to critique it. We had to do what we do. Yeah. And then we put it in the consumer's hands. It all falls back to, is this cigar viable? Mm-hmm. Is it good? Put it in their hand. If they smoke it, they like it. They're going to come back. They're repeat. And this is not, you know, for me, this not is science. Not, that's not science. That's just straight up what it is. Absolutely. The um, book that they turned me on to when I started smoking, I think it's just a, a common thing that, that they do when, when people come through. Uh, grabbing that tobacconist handbook, reading through it, learning the history history of cigars, I mean, uh, learning where they came from, learning what they do, and passing that knowledge on, just like you are saying, about specific cigars that come through that you just go, Yes, this is a cigar you want to smoke. And then all of a sudden, that customer is coming back yeah. time and time again for that yeah. same cigar. It, it no, they, they move from what they normally smoke to what you've recommended. And that's our job yeah. as tobacconists, as people that work in the industry. But, but that's a beautiful thing because, like, we got some people who are, oh, this is all I smoke. Mm-hmm. And it's like, don't fight that. <laughs> I, you know, it, it, that's that's a one fight you don't get into. Hey, I smoke, I smoke, Hoya de Monterey Excalibur number one. They're not going to change. No, 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 and I'm not. And I'm not asking them to change. But you, you're like, okay, hey, but this we is a give them in stock for you, buddy. Yeah, but this is a beautiful thing, though. We we take so much pride and pleasure in our job, and you know, when you're smoking a cigar and you know that's what they smoke. And you smoke them right. That is close to their palate. And they'll you smoke one or two. They'll smoke one or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll give it a try. I mean, Mike Stafford, like, you know, he is 1964 Imperial Natural. He's not stopped buying those. But he'll buy other things. But he'll buy other things. Mm-hmm. It does happen. And we're not trying to turn off that cigar, but, bro, get, get something extra to your palate from time to time. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all I'm saying. Um, Any other questions? No, no. Um, I mean, like I said, th- this would have been a good one for some of these questions would be great for talk, mm-hmm. like straight up. So and th- that's what I was doing most of the time when I was when I was thinking about the question of how to how to really get the idea of what it takes to m- to to make a a brick and mortar building for cigars, and it, it and like we've talked about in the podcast in itself, it takes time. It takes relationships it takes a love for the tobacco industry in order for you to really enjoy and appreciate what a, what a cigar shop is and what it does and what it brings to a community and I've, I've heard this a couple of times um, just asking around you know what people think about a, a tobacco shop or a smoke shop opening up you know down the street and the first thing that jumps in their mind well I don't want my kid's smoking cigarettes. Well, your kid's not going to smoke cigarettes because you've got to be 21 to buy them here in the States anyway. 
but that influence and that getting people out to experience uh, culture and a lifestyle that exists outside of the world that they live in is the, is the best and most eye-opening experience. And that's, that's the point I wanted to bring in with this podcast. And we will have another one with uh, Todd and uh, talking about the kind of the same questions and getting uh, someone that's a little more know, political. The b- yeah. What's going on in the, you know, but it's speaking into existence, man. It's the that podcast with Smoke Oklahoma. They need to be on it. They need to be on lookout for that. Because yeah. it's gonna it's gonna happen. We're mm-hmm. gonna make it happen. That'd be fun. That would be a blast. And we're less than a month and a half away. Yeah, month it's it's half. getting ready to happen, man. We yes. got we got great things on the way, man. So mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Yeah. So that definitely wraps up our our uh, podcast for this evening. Yeah. Thanks for listening to. First Third Productions. Yeah, absolutely. We appreciate you coming in. Hope you enjoy. Hey, I'm going to enjoy the rest of the cigar. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah we're going to finish this thing yeah, up. Yeah, it's oh. getting up. It's going to get up. <laughs> <laughs> Break out your pipe. <laughs>